This is All About Wine, the talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009. Featuring winemaker, cellar master, vineyardist, and tasting expert, Ron. Basically what we're trying to do on this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly. From coast to coast and around the world. You know, we really have had some, some neat people on the program. I, I just, I love that. Post your questions and comments during the live show on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. Again, that's www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. And now, All About Wine is on. Here's Ron. <laughs> All right, and look at that. Our, our, our audience is out there at 9.30 in the morning. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. That's, that's amazing, drinking wine and all that at 9.30 in the morning here. Uh, I say 9.30 in the morning. We're gonna, this is a pre-recorded show for this Thursday. So if you're listening to this on Thursday, we recorded this show Saturday morning. And Live. so if you live Saturday morning. So if you're listening to it right now, Saturday morning, then thanks for getting up and joining us. But otherwise, then uh, Thursday, it will be recorded. So, yeah, yeah, just just let you know. So, but we uh, we're doing a early show because our guests today are in Italy and they're five hours and six months ahead of us, so we have to record this time so we're not disturbing them and having them stay up in the middle of the night to talk to us. And mm-hmm. it's convenient for both of us that way because we can, we can do it. Yep. So, Very good. Thank you for, for doing this on a Saturday. This is great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it works out well for all of us on, on this. Excuse me. So we have Pierre and... Kiera, I believe that's pronounced both of them right. They're from One on the Hill. It is a YouTube channel, Instagram, uh, their website, everything else. They are both Psalms, and we need to talk about that in a little bit. They are also both musicians, and we need to talk about that. And they are in Italy now, but they have spent some time in California. They worked in the wine industry for some time. They have a wine club. They have all sorts of cool stuff going on for them. So we want to welcome you to the show, Pierre and uh, Kira. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having us. Yeah, well, you're quite welcome. Thanks for joining us on All About Wine here. We really appreciate it, and thanks for getting in touch with us. So let's start out with the fact that uh, you both are Psalms. How uh, certified, actual, you know, card-carrying Psalms are you? Yeah. So um, we are from, born and raised in, in Italy, where we took our uh, sommelier class and diploma in Torino, which is oh. in Piedmont, uh, an area that is famous for Barolo and Barbaresco wines. I'm sure you heard of it. Oh, yeah, of course. Very good. I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's quite a test I have to take. Both of you getting that. That's pretty cool. 
And how long have you uh, had your uh, certification in some years? Uh, we took our di diploma in 2014. Oh, then so we worked in the restaurant industry in Torino for some years. And then we left for California. Uh-huh. So when were you in California then? That sounds like what, about 18, 17? Yep. So we arrived in California in late 15 oh. and stayed there for two years. And what part of California? Uh, we were living in Santa Rosa, uh, uh -huh. which is north of uh, San Francisco in Sonoma County. And did you work for any particular winery, or would you just bounce around? No, no. Uh, I was working for uh, Gary Farrell Winery in the Russian River. Mm -hmm. And uh, Chiara was working at um, Castello di Amorosa in Calostoga, Napa Valley. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, it's all close enough there. You can work at two different ones, and it's not like you're commuting for hours or anything. So that makes it very convenient. Now, and when you worked at the wineries, uh, were you both in the production or in the tasting room, or what was your jobs, or were you just musicians at that time? What, what were you doing there? No, so we were working for the tasting room. Well, myself, mm -hmm. I was working for the tasting room. And specifically, I was working for the what we call the VIP room. So uh -huh. it was for the, the wine club members of the castle. In the meantime, I was still uh, singing uh, here and there, you know, some restaurants in uh, San Francisco and also in Caristoga. I'm an opera singer, by the way. So oh, really? Yeah. I started, yeah. Uh, I wanted to be a singer, but then I changed my mind when I, when I discovered that I had uh, a passion for wine. So it's still my passion, you know. Uh, I'm still singing sometimes, but my focus right now is more on the wine. Well, um, wine does that to you. You taste it once and you go, oh, my gosh, I like this. And you sort of get hooked on uh, I mean, it's very easy to do. Uh, what, uh, uh, did you get formal training for your opera or did you, uh, has it been something that you've just dabbled in for years or what? No, no. So after um, the high school, decided that I wanted to be a singer, like a professional singer. Right. So I started working for, you know, I did all kind of jobs because I, I needed the money to, uh, my, <laughs> to for my training, you know. Yeah. So I spent a lot of money for my opera lessons. And uh, finally, I started singing, but then I found out that it wasn't my future. Uh, it's not easy, you know, to... Um, to live uh, of music. Yeah. And, uh, and then I met Pierre. Uh, we discovered that we had this great passion for wine. So we started studying <clears throat> wine. And uh, 
And yeah, yeah basically, yeah. Uh, we took it from there. Uh, we went to the Samedia school together. Uh, we became a, a couple. Uh, we managed the wine bar. Uh, you know, th- this is very early stages of our mm-hmm. wine career, but it's it's one of those experiences that you need because once you're done with your sound school, you're actually just beginning because then you need you know to to actually uh, taste the wines and having access to a wine cellar uh, of a restaurant or even better uh, running a wine bar uh, gives you the chance to put everything you learn into practice. Uh-huh. And so, oh, oh, Pierre, let's back up a little bit on you. Are you uh, also a musician? Do you play instruments? Do you sing? Yeah. So, Yara uh, <laughs> is the, the classical one, so opera singer. And I've always been uh, actually more into rock and roll. I mm-hmm. uh, had a sort of a career when I was uh, in my teenage years uh-huh. uh, here in the league. We had this uh, um, band that uh, played a very, very uh, American style of uh, punk rock. Ah. Is, uh, I was 16 when we started this. And oh, wow. we were uh, among the first bands in Italy to play this genre that, <laughs> you know, was uh, right on time before uh, it actually hit here in Italy, so it was um, well, it was a great timing. So um, we had a really good run for a good four years. Wow! Uh, with, you know, um, we signed a contract with a, with the label. Uh, wow! We were touring all over Italy. We did some shows in uh, in Europe. We toured. Japan and Russia, so it was was oh a great gosh. experience when I was really really young. Oh, that's <laughs> that's amazing. That really is. That's uh, yeah. you know, I mean, you yeah. so many people who are musicians just sort of dabble with a, a garage band and let it go at that. But that you really, you know, made something of it. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, I'm very very grateful for for that. You know, for those years of my life, was uh, it was very important for um, how I developed, and I, I think it, it's it's one of those experiences that will will be with me forever. Oh, without question, yes, that's that's a uh, a great little thing to have in your life. There, that's it's fantastic. I uh, it surprised me. I like I say, I expect. When people say they're musicians, I expect something just a uh, little bit here and there. But uh, you really uh, jumped into it, and that was fantastic. A good background for you there. Uh, so yeah. uh, do you do you both – and one more question about being you know, in, in music here. Do you both still dabble in uh, music, or is it pretty much put on the shelf now while you became – wine people well i think uh it will always be part of who we are uh, it's not 
a job right now. It's more like a passion, as I said. So sometimes uh, I still sing. I still, you know, when the coronavirus wasn't here, I was still <laughs> uh, And I think it's just, yeah, it's not our job, but it will always be part of us. Yeah. Uh, still, uh, we both still have, um, we can call them bands or projects. Um, a new a new band that I that I formed uh, before actually uh, we left for for the U.S. It's called uh, Elephants, like elephant but with a. <laughs> and uh, it's it's uh, we only have one album that we wrote while I was away. My brother uh, is also a, a musician. And uh, he played guitar in the band, and we wrote that album while we were I, I was we were respectively I was in California he was in France, and we wrote the album online and as soon as I got back we recorded it so it's on uh, you know you can listen to it on Spotify or Apple Music. Oh wow! There you go, Mike. There's another another music for you to add to your library there. I am, I am taking notes and I also looked up <laughs> Melody Fall. Um, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm there already. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I already got to, and you have a yeah. Facebook page and uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to definitely connect Melody to, to Fall. you. Melody Fall <laughs> is, uh, is a band mm-hmm. I played in um, when I was a teenager. Yeah. And uh, there's also, I, I'm pretty sure there's also a Wikipedia page. There is. Uh, you played bass and vocals, backup vocals. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm already there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cool. All about wine and all about wine and music. That's what. That's, what that's it. Yeah, all about wine and music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look up uh, Elephant, and uh, yeah, I see you on Facebook, so I'll definitely connect there awesome. too. Thank you. Yeah, cool. that's cool. Oh, I was uh, going to so, ask a question about the. Sure. I was going to ask a question about the uh, certification for sommeliers. Um, so you did yours in in uh, Europe, in Italy, okay, right? Yeah. If someone is certifying in California or, or someplace else outside of that, is the certification requirement or the certification itself the same, or do you have differences in the different uh, regions in in the world? This is a great question because we actually uh, asked ourselves this question before we left and were actually uh, while we were in California looking for jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, uh, each type of organization for, you know, the sommelier diploma has a different um, rules and different, different um, teaching methods, mm-hmm. but they all translate somewhat into each other. For example, um, I had to convert our diploma into the, um, the Guild of Some, which is the one that uh, you guys have in, in the U.S. Right. And uh, there, I was actually able to find um, a job in, in California because I, could, I, was, I was able to convert ours into yours. Otherwise, um, it wouldn't have been possible. Wow. Okay. 
So it's not like a transferable. Um, I mean, yeah, you have the knowledge and everything, but but like you said, each each uh, organization. It, I, I don't. I, I thought it was a. I thought it was a world standard type thing. You know, if you're a if you're a psalm from California, then you're you're also, you know, qualified for for Europe and and different countries and and regions and everything. And I thought you know there was there was one standard for that, but it, it doesn't sound like it, um, which I I didn't know. Huh. I, I, didn't I think I think from a from a practical perspective, mm-hmm. it does work like that. Yeah. Meaning that. If you are a SOM from California and you want to come here and work, mm-hmm. I'm sure that the you, you know the your employer is going to look at your uh, resume and, yeah. and see that uh, you're a SOM and eventually is going to test you or you know okay. have a, have an interview. But yeah, uh, because there's not there's not a it's not one single organization worldwide. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna have to find a way to convert those. Wow, huh. interesting. I, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That that is interesting. Uh, we've never talked to a song from another country. That's why we've never really approached <laughs> it. That is that is a good question, Mike. Thank you. So we are okay. We're back to wine now. So you guys got your your. Uh, uh, Sommelier's uh, certification, and you went to California. You worked in California, and uh, why? Why did you leave California? What? What was it? Homesick? Time to get back to Italy? Uh, what was the reason for departing the states? Uh, many reasons. Um, first of all, we had a great time in California, and. I think it was very important for us to leave our country to understand its potential. I, I, I seriously, uh, I, I believe that, you know, one of the most important things you can do is at one point leave the place that you're accustomed to to change perspective and then eventually go back. It, and it's exactly what would what, what happen to us. From a more um, professional point of view, it's it's very interesting to compare the two the two areas, the two regions. Um, Italy has a very old wine culture and heritage. We're talking centuries, right? But you know, very, very old. And but we we need and we still, you know, uh have a lot to learn from the new world from a uh business from a wine business standpoint, which is exactly what we learned in California. Uh huh. everything over there is a lot more uh developed from from that perspective. Well, that's that's interesting. It it's, yeah, it does make sense. You know, it's just it's uh, you know different cultures on both of them. I mean, wine being the tying factor, but still, I quite I can understand completely different uh, cultures from both. Well, and not and not just Italy, but Europe and New World and Old World wines. I mean, they even mention it, New World and Old World, and you can 
probably really understand that. Exactly. So, yeah, I yeah. Always, yeah. When, when, I try to, when I try to explain it further, uh, I always say that Europe and uh, Italy in, in particular and France, we, we have put all of our efforts during all these centuries uh, from the vineyard to the bottle. While uh, in California, we saw that a lot of energy, a lot of uh, development and resources were actually put into from the bottle to the consumer. Hmm. So the two, the two, the two worlds, in a way, are um, uh, are specular. They, they, uh, there's they can learn a lot from each other. That's that's an interesting approach. I've never heard it worded like that. That the old world is from the vineyard to the bottle, and then the new world from the bottle to the consumer. And I can understand though, because when you start looking at and reading different articles from Italy, France, Germany, Spain, they're always talking about the vineyard and how important that is. I mean, even the word terror in French doesn't have an English equivalent, so that shows you how important it is there. And it's it's obvious when you start looking at it that it is very vineyard-oriented for old world wine, whereas new world wine... We always mention how, <clears throat> excuse me, how fresh and the different types of stuff coming out in the bottle and how it tastes back to the person and all that. So very good. I, I like that. I like that uh, perspective of it. I think that's great. So we, but to answer the question, um, I think at one point we realized. Uh, th- there was a lot of potential here in uh, in Alba, where we live right now, for uh, many of those ideas that we had learned in California. So we decided to to come back here and start One the Hill, which is you know uh, our company right now. And right. for for one thing, is um, it's something that belongs to us. So. We had a great time, and we're very, very grateful for the jobs that we found in uh, in California and all the friends that we that we met there. But uh, running your own business is um, is a different story. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, without without a doubt. So you uh, you left uh, left California, came back to Alba. Is Alba? Uh, a hometown for either one of you or is it just you threw a dart at a map and says okay we're going to live here why Alba yeah so we're not originally from Alba uh, we are originally from Torino which is not far mm-hmm. away but it's not the the wine you know the wine country so we decided to come here first of all because uh it's the perfect place to be if you want to work in the wine business. Uh-huh. And then because I found a beautiful home from the States, and I said, okay, I want to go live over there because I, <laughs> I just fell in love with this house, which is uh, on top of a hill, 
and uh, we have a beautiful view, and we're close to the vineyards. So, yeah, so we choose to come here. Uh-huh. And how long have you been there uh, now, uh, in that house particularly? How long have you been there? Uh, a little bit more than three years. Oh, well, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so you – you went back there. You decided to start a business. Uh, th- th- tell tell us how this all came about. One on the hill. Uh, that that I take is the business. Uh, how did it come about? How did you get the name? What does it do? Tell about the wine club. There's all sorts of stuff. Tours, everything. Which obviously with COVID. And I need to interject here quickly. People. It's, I think, and I do the same thing, and I'm sure most people do, whenever they think of COVID, they think of just themselves, their state, their country, stuff like that. And they don't realize the the far-reaching aspects of COVID-19. I mean, not only did it shut the United States down, it also shut down Italy and France and everywhere. And so it's, it was obviously just as devastating for you guys last year than it was for the wineries here in the States because you couldn't do your tours and different things. So I just you know wanted to throw that in perspective a little bit here. But again, uh, one on the hill. Tell us all about that. Yeah. So um, first of all, the idea of one on the hill – uh, starts from the idea of community, because as you, as you might have learned by now, uh, we have many passions, mm-hmm. but the most important thing is, that, that, and what we actually love the most is to share these passions with, with people. So uh, community is absolutely at the core of One on the Hill. Uh-huh. Um, how does the community um, actually work? First of all, we have this um, management company for Airbnbs, uh, which at the time, so three years ago, was a somewhat a new thing for for this region. This is, you know, always in the countryside, so everything everything comes a little bit. Uh, later compared to the the rest of the world so uh imagine all these beautiful hills in the um, uh in the countryside and in these hills you have old farmhouses or apartments in the medieval towns that sometimes are empty so airbnb is kind of a revolution and what we did was set up this management company so that we could actually help the owners manage their Airbnbs. So now we have uh, a network of properties here in the in the Lange area, which is uh, the 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 name for the region that encompasses Barolo and Barbaresco Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the um, the hospitality side of the of the business. Uh, soon, all these homes uh, will start again to fill up with guests. 
to which we offer uh, unique experiences. So the, so the tours, uh, of course, the wine tours, uh, the private dinners with, uh, with Italian chefs, the, the truffle hunts, and the cooking classes. And we have many experiences that are all listed on our, on, on our website. And of course, all these people that come here, they, they have a great time. They, they love the area. They fall in love with the, with the wines and with the food. And they eventually uh, can sign up for our wine club, which is absolutely a novelty for, for the country, not just the region. Oh, you yeah? Have an idea how... Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to give you an idea of, of how new this is, when we came to the U.S. for the first time, I had never heard of, a, of the, the concept of a wine club. Really? So it was completely wow. new for us. So uh, we were among the first one in Italy, not in Piemonte, just in the entire country, to set up a wine club <laughs> that would actually make a selection of wines from here, tell the story of the wines. So all the... You can only imagine how many generations, how many uh, stories and vineyards and, you know, the whole heritage uh, wow. is behind a bottle of wine from, from Barolo or from Barbaresco. So we actually, our wine club makes a selection of wines and ships them direct to consumer all over Europe and U.S three times a year and uh, it's been very successful. And actually it's what has kept the company alive for the last, uh, uh, for the last year since, since the the COVID-19 outbreak. Oh, I I can imagine it would be young considering that, you know, the B and B and all that, the wine tours have, pretty much came to a stop because of COVID. So the wine club has it seemed like it's been your lifeline. You, Absolutely. Yeah. how many, uh, how many bottles do you ship? Uh, you say three times a year, how many on each shipment? There are three levels, four, six, and 12 bottles per shipment. Uh-huh. And does each shipment include a story about each of the bottles and a little history on them? Absolutely. Uh, in the um, in the box, um, there is a booklet that tells you the story of the winery, uh, the reason why we picked the wines, and we also have a chef from Alba who designs four new. Italian recipes uh, for you to cook with uh, with the wines. Wow! So each shipment, you you've got yourself a unique, individually made recipes that with the wines. So it's not like it's just the wines; it's like a whole meal that you are subscribing to on the wine club. Well. We're not shipping the ingredients. It's just the recipe. No, but, the recipe, though, but it's uh, enough. You know, you know, it's a, 
another thing that is very important um, with the way we we consume wine in uh, in Italy is that is all it always goes with food. So we we're trying to the, the idea of the wine club is trying to recreate that experience that you have when you come and, and visit us. So you you receive your wines, you open the box, uh, you check the story of the of the producer, but at the same time you're also uh, calling your wife or your husband on the way to work saying, Hey, stop at the grocery. We need we need this, this, this and that because uh, one of the <laughs> Very good. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I can I can see that. You know, it's your turn to cook tonight. What do we need? <laughs> yeah. yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what uh, your wines? You say you know from your grow. You just pick the wines from your area there. So how many wineries are around you there that you have to choose from? Is there you know hundreds or dozens or what are we looking at? Uh, Absolutely, hundreds. There's, really? uh, you know, Piemonte is a pretty big region, so there are many, many wineries we can we can pick from. And I think right now Piemonte is at the top of, you know, it's among the best wine regions in the world. So the quality is really, really, really high. Wow. I, I didn't realize there was that many wineries in the region there. It, it surprised me. Well, since, since we're, you mentioned the region, tell us, since you're sitting in the middle of it, tell us about the Piedmont region and what what are they what are they producing there? And uh, just a little bit about that, if you will. Uh, you mean only about wine or in general? Uh, well, Basically wine, but a little bit about the area itself. I mean, you know, COVID's not going to last forever, and people are going to want to travel, and that sounds like the, the place to travel to in Italy. So I love this area in particular, the Lange area, because even if it's a small area, uh, it's super dense. Uh, there's a lot to see. Uh, there are many castles, uh, like medieval buildings. Uh huh. It's full of great restaurants. We have a lot of uh, uh, Michelin stars restaurants here. I think uh, how many? I don't. I, I never counted them, but it, there's probably. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is one of the most dense areas when it comes to Michelin stars. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. So there's good food good wine uh, but also uh, there are a lot of people who are very interested in the um, trails uh, like um, yeah you can hike yeah um, but the in general uh, this is to, specifically to the Lange of course this this area is very beautiful very scenic because there are these hills and um, as, as Chiara said, medieval castles all over, um, <laughs> and the food, the food and wine scene is, is is really unbelievable. This is in it, Italy is amazing because there's great food everywhere, but within the country, this is right now the the wine and food mecca. Absolutely. Wow. 
The, uh, you know, two things. Number one, castles. I just you, you keep mentioning castles, and I never have personally never have pictured Italy as having a bunch of castles. I, you know, you think about Germany more than anything when you think of castles, but. I've never really considered Italy having castles, which is cool. I mean, you know, those are neat. And secondly, the question, describe so the listeners to get an idea of where you are in the Piedmont region. I mean, where is that in Italy? North, south, east, west, central? So we're, uh, we're north, west, uh, very close to the Alps and bordering France. So if you, if you think of Italy as a boot, uh, we uh, were at the very top. Okay. And so it's, you know, being close to France too, that gives you a lot of the, lot of the climate and uh, possibilities of, well, off the Alps there, that gives you a lot of control of the, uh, well, not control, but a lot of weather differentials there that could create some great wine and great grapes. So oh, that's, yeah. We see, we see the Alps every day from our window. Oh, do you? But we are, we're away from the sea, so. Yeah, you would be. I mean, you, you know, you, what's your closest body of water would be the Mediterranean then? Yes, correct. Okay, yeah, that would be there. Wow, that uh, uh, sounds like a phenomenal area and a phenomenal uh, uh, place to live. I can see why you all wanted to go back there. Uh, your wine tours, those consist of what? And I know that it's not not happening now because of COVID, but you know, it's not COVID's not going to last forever. We hope, and you'll be starting up those wine tours again. What do the wine tours consist of? Will you just restaurants or wineries or castles or what is your typical wine tour? Um, so the idea, the the idea behind all of our experiences is to create something authentic and at the same time uh, has to be tailored to the guests. So mm. most of our most of our wine tours are uh, designed um, with the first winery in the morning. So we, mm. we pick up our guests and we take them to a winery in Barbaresco, which is one of the two most famous regions in the area. And there uh, we do a tour of the winery, uh, a tasting of the wines, and we try to teach them, give them an idea of what it means to make Barbaresco wine. Mm. All the visits here are pretty detailed, and uh, we're friends with most of the wineries, so it's, it's you know it's always a great time and. Uh, time flies uh, during these tours. I can so, imagine. Uh, even even if, if even if we start early in the morning, we end up uh, hanging out at the winery until lunchtime, and then uh, we take our guests to a restaurant, which can be 
uh, of all sorts in 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 Syria, as, as we said, uh, we're famous for you know high-end cuisine, but at the same time, we have amazing local food, you know, osterias and things like that. It depends on the type of experience the guest wants. And then after lunch, we move to Barolo, which is uh, a separate valley. So the city of Alba is in between two separate valleys. Wow. Uh, the east is the Barbaresco, and to the, to the west is the Barolo. And in these two valleys, the two different wines, the Barbaresco wine and the Barolo wine, are made. So uh, this is what a normal one-day experience looks like. So a good you know, meal in between, and then we try to teach and let, let our guests experience the difference between Barolo wine and Barbaresco wine. That sounds. I didn't realize they were that close. That sounds fantastic, like a great tour there. Uh, how many languages do you both speak? I mean, obviously Italian and English, but how many other languages? Well, <laughs> I was speaking a little bit of French before coming in the U.S. Then I completely forgot all my French studies. <laughs> so, but we don't really need to speak other languages than, other than uh, English and Italian here. Because we have many guests coming from um, Scandinavia, so they speak English, or United States, they speak English. So you don't really need to speak yeah, but other languages. Yeah. Our, our French is uh, good enough to communicate and uh, you know if we if we take a trip to Paris we can ask directions and order food and have yeah. a very simple conversation yeah. yeah so so it sounds like English is is one of the basic languages that most people I mean we Americans are very self-centered we expect everyone to be able to speak English to us so uh, I, I can understand that. <laughs> uh, so you, uh, let's see, there was something else. Oh, your YouTube channel. What What is on your YouTube channel? What What does that consist of? So uh, YouTube channel is uh, the most recent addition to our uh, media. We started out on Instagram. Uh, which is now consolidated and a very, very strong uh, tool for us. But a couple of months ago, uh, we decided to, to launch the YouTube channel because we needed um, something more from, from a content point of view, meaning that on Instagram, uh, the, the level of attention that you're getting from your audience is very, very short. You know, it's on, it's on your phone and you're swiping and you're looking at a photo. The, the, the depth of the content you're, you're communicating can only go to a certain level. So we thought it was about time that uh, we start a YouTube channel, which is basically a vlog, which is a new format that um, is very popular on, on YouTube right now. Uh, right. in which we actually take you uh, with us 
all over the wine region. So there's uh, winery visits, uh, there are restaurant experiences, and hopefully as soon as we can travel, we'll take you around the world with us. Oh, fantastic. So that does, that which brings up another question. Once the world opens up again, you're not going to be stuck there. You're going to, you're planning on traveling to uh different regions of the world? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh the idea behind the YouTube channel is to explore the the world of wine. And uh where we actually are going to be back to to California uh, uh-huh. for some time because we're um, thinking of expanding the business to back to California. So uh, hopefully we'll have um, one in the hill USA soon. Oh, very good. Uh, so when you get to California, you say expanding the business. The, the wine club going to then become uh, an offering of California type wines along with your Italian. Um, no, but um, the selection of the wines is always going to be Italian, with uh-huh. a big focus on Piemonte, which is our region. Okay. But uh, spending operations uh, in California is going to help us a lot. Uh, yeah, I can understand that because people are interested in California wines, regardless of where they are in the world. It seems to be an attraction to just about everyone. Yeah, but also from um, from a logistical perspective and um, potentially having um, a sales team for the wine club based in the U.S. is uh, is going to be a big help. Uh, okay, I understand that point too. As opposed to shipping across the the pond, you can have everything shipped mm-hmm. to one location and distribute from there, which would logistically make a lot more sense. I I see that. Exactly. Yeah. Now, all right. Um, let's see, Mike. Is there anything that? Uh, question you have for Pierre or Kara? Uh, hang on. I was checking air flights. <laughs> I know. You're you're busy doing stuff in the background and everything. I'm like, I wonder how much it would cost to go from Tampa to uh, Genoa, maybe uh, Milan. I've been to Milan before, um, but um, it looks like it's a pretty good distance. So, so I'm, I'm just sitting here. I'm like taking notes on one screen and looking up flights to Italy in another. And uh, <laughs> Got to make, got to make plans, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That'd be awesome. Of course, you guys are welcome to come see us as soon as uh, you get a vaccine. Yep. And we, you know, we open up because the problem right now is that uh, we still haven't found a way to uh, certify that you're vaccinated and you can actually travel. Oh. But I was uh, talking to a few uh, wine club members that are just like you, checking it. <laughs> Air travel yeah. every, every day because <laughs> they, you know, this this region here is really really addictive. Mm-hmm. So they come one year and then they need to come back the the, the year after. So um, the EU is going to have um, a sort of uh, um, it's called green passport or something like that that 
uh, certified that you, you you got you got both your vaccine shots and you can travel wherever you want. Oh. And this okay. is supposedly uh, gonna be running by June. Oh. So anything later than June should be okay. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit COVID here since you are in Europe and we know everything that's going on here in the States, but what's happening with the uh, COVID vaccines and the lockdowns and the mask and all that stuff over there in Italy? I mean, do we, is things still closed and locked up? Do you still have to wear a mask everywhere? Once you get your two shots, are you, they certify you as oh, free to go. We we still don't know when we are going to get our shots because um, they started with uh, uh, you know people uh, from like eighty, and then now uh, it's seventies. Uh, but we still don't know when we are going to get, you know, young people or who uh, doesn't have any, you know, um, uh, illness. Yeah, right. yeah. So, the, 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 the concept is the same to you guys, but the rollout program is going to is, is, is a little slower here compared to to U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, we. We we know as much as you do from from that perspective, but the plan says that Italy is should have seventy percent of the population uh, vaccinated by September. Wow, that's good. And, and are things still locked down there? Are you opening up? What what is happening with businesses? We're, we're currently we're currently in lockdown right now, which I hope will be the last one. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna last until Easter. Mm. So that's only a couple weeks. That's only yeah. Uh, sorry, what was that? That's only about a week, though. You, you just you know that's pretty close here. Yeah. yeah. And hopefully uh, we'll get all the all the numbers and cases down, and temperatures are rising. Um, I am very positive for summer. All right, very good. That's that's good to hear. Uh, I'm sorry, Mike. You were talking about the travels and stuff, and then they mentioned you know the, the restrictions, and I just thought of the the COVID sure. and how it's going to affect everybody. Yeah, no. can't just jump on a plane anymore, and, and now you have to be uh, certified to even. Uh, oh wow, nine hundred and forty-four dollars. That's not bad. That's not oh, bad. Sorry. No. Um, no. Yeah, well, <laughs> Book me up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm so. I'm just. Uh, it's amazing because I haven't been there. I, I I was in Italy back in a long time ago. I'm not going to say exactly when. Uh, went to Verona. Went uh, landed in Milan. Took a train to Verona. Stayed there for three months. Venice and you know did all that stuff, but never went to the other side. And uh, I, I really wish I, I would have. It's, it's, it's beautiful out there. Um, just looking at the pictures and the rolling hills and everything, I'm like, oh man. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. Wow, that's even cheaper. Come down. Come uh, down. Well, I'm looking at it. Uh, that's only seven hundred ninety-seven dollars. 
Okay, folks, I'm, I'm going to stop that. Cause I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. next thing you know, I'm putting my credit card information, and I'm like, I'm going yeah, to trip. Just get ready to book it now. <laughs> I'm not ready yet. <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. Mike won't I'm be joining us that. on the radio program for the next three months. He's going to be in Italy. <laughs> well, I, I said, yeah, it's, it's beautiful out there, and, and the food is incredible. It's just you can't, you know uh, – you have to you have to do it at some point. And what a great uh, connection and thing that you're doing there for the region and, and uh, connecting people, like you said, in the community uh, and getting them involved and in, and in, in taught, uh, you know, teaching what, what you do and everything. It's just, it's just a uh, definitely a win win for sure. Um, yeah, I, I have to get off that page before I <laughs> before you book that. <laughs> Yeah, next thing you know. We all deserve a little treat after yes. uh, what happened. So. Yeah. And we tell people, we tell everyone, uh, you know, during the during the past shows, uh, I mean, in, you know, in the last year that we continue to do the show is you can still support your, your local wineries and you can still order wine and you can still, you know, show show the love and everything that, that they need in the, in this troubled time because it affects so many hospitality um uh, i was trying to trying to think of something there but so, so many uh, uh those in, in the hospitality industry that uh it's really hurting and you know they're trying to get back on their feet and and uh just just keep pushing and and keep 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 supporting them so they 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 can stay afloat and do what you got to do and um so i think it's great that you know what you're doing and and Hopefully it gets back to to normal soon, but it like you said, it's going to be a while, um, unfortunately. But um, yeah, yeah, we we, gotta... we try to do as much as we can mm-hmm. uh, to, for our company and also the wineries we buy from. Yeah, uh, uh, it's been uh, so normally all of our uh, wine club members and only our wine club members have access to what we call custom selections. Mm. So basically. Uh, our members receive our selection three times a year, but they always have access to additional selections. They just, you know, send us an email or call us and we'll make a selection for them. But um, uh, since the outbreak, we extended uh, these custom selections to everyone that is, you know, following us or hearing about us. Um, So this is a way to support one on the hill, but also to support uh, the wineries we buy from. Yeah. No, very good. We definitely definitely want to support them and keep them going for sure. Um, Good. Okay. Thank you. The price of the wines from uh, the region, are they really expensive? You are saying that they're some of the best in the world and, world renowned and all that that almost interprets into some very expensive wines are they or are they reasonable i mean can you get a case for less um, than two thousand dollars <laughs> yeah. uh there's a little bit of everything um we do have some you know collector's items we actually work with with uh many producers that have bottles that can actually go up to over a thousand euro per bottle wow but uh, uh, what is great about this region is that 
the value in this wine is still incredible, which is, you know, what we try to do with our wine club. Um, you can you can buy if you know where to look, and that's a problem because it's the European wine and especially uh, Lange wines are is is very tricky. So you know you you need to know your stuff. Mm-hmm. But you can find amazing bottles for fifty, sixty euros, and the value in those wines is. Um, Again, very, very, very high. Yeah, it's just, it's a great region. I mean, it's been noted for years where Briscoe and Barilla regions are always at the top of the list whenever you start talking about Italian wines. So that's... Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and they, this region became part of the UNESCO World Heritage Uh mm-hmm. Seven, only seven years ago, and that helped uh, the tourism, but also the um, the wines uh, that you know were were already becoming popular. But after this, they really, really skyrocketed. So, um, one thing, one thing, uh, many people fail to consider is how small this region is. And how little wine compared to uh, other regions like uh, Burgundy uh, or Napa or others. Uh, the, 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 the Barolo area, in terms of uh, acreage, is actually one-tenth of Burgundy. Wow. That, that is a small so, comparison there. Burgundy is not yeah. really that big either. I mean, if you... Start comparing that to other regions around the world. The Burgundy region isn't enormous as it is either. Exactly. So if you put it into perspective, um, these wines uh, might really end up getting very, very, very expensive soon. Yeah, I, only seven years. That 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 amazes me because I've been involved with wine for. Oh, more years than I care to mention. Over 50 years, I've been following wine and been, you know, a part of the wine community. And back when I first started in wine many years ago, th- that region uh, was mentioned a lot. And whenever we, we uh, talked about Italy, it was always the Barisco and the Barilla regions that were brought up over some of the others and so it surprises me that it's only been a world heritage for seven years and it's it's jumped up since then because it's been a a, a known region for so long I, I don't know it just amazes me yeah hmm. so well Pierre and Kara is there any other closing things that you want to bring up and if not then give us all of your contact information uh, your web address and your Instagram account and your YouTube channel account and and phone numbers if you like and anything any of the listeners might need to get in the hold of you or to get in touch with you and 
uh, are to follow you so then that way when Italy starts to open up again, they can make a trip there, just all the contact information, and then anything else that uh, we haven't covered that you would like to mention here. Uh, we'd love to have you, you know, bring it up or hear what you have to say. So, all yours. So, well, first of all, uh, thank you guys for um, for your time and for having us over. Well, thank you. Oh, I, thank you. I'm glad you could do it. We look forward to uh, meeting you in person and having you uh, here in Langage showing you how beautiful and uh, how warm uh, this area is and how uh, great the food is. Mm -hmm. But uh, so uh, I, I, I think the easiest way is to go on our website, which is uh, oneonthehill.com. Uh, if um, if you're more of a social uh, uh, person, you can just type one on the hill on your Instagram or on your YouTube, and you'll find everything. Perfect. And that's one on the hill, O-N-E-O-N-T-H-E-H-I-L-L, -E -E -L -L. one on the hill. Very simple, very easy, and you can find out everything about them and all that. There's a great sites too. I've, I've visited the sites and everything and they, they really are uh, fun to browse through and all that. Pierre and Kara, thank you so much for taking time out today to talk with us. And we really do look forward to, well, Mike might show up next week the way he's booking those things now, looking at those sites, but... Uh, <laughs> Well, the hotel are cheap too. I'm. I'm on hotels now. Mike, yeah. if you do look, if you do book your your uh, your plane, uh, yeah. don't don't book your your room. You can you can stay in one of our Airbnbs. Oh really? Oh yeah. I mean they're they're very affordable there. I mean I I mean just to give you a comparison, Ron. If you want to stay like at Vero Beach on the beach, it's right. four hundred, maybe five hundred bucks. I've, yes. I've gone through that already, and it's a nightmare um, for a hotel over there. I'm seeing them in, during these dates. I mean, this is the summer. I don't know what the what the you know time uh, the best time to travel is, but I'm looking at one fifty three. There's oh, some wow. in the ninety. Wow. And the airfare I found now. I have to go to Miami, which I don't like, but uh, you know, to save uh, 400 bucks, that, that's not an that's a good option. But I'm now I'm like uh, under 800 bucks. Wow. Round trip. I'm thinking. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the best it, way is uh, we we recommend to fly into uh, either Milano or <laughs> Torino. Oh, Torino. And then rent a car from the airport. Oh. It's about an hour and a half drive to Guava. Oh, I didn't know Torino had a. Good air, like yeah. a, a regular. Okay. Excellent. So there you go. That might. Be... Oh gosh, you know my wallet is jumping. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, uh... Oh wow. Okay. 
Oh, there you go. Anyway. So like I say, Mike might yeah. just show up one day. So <laughs> I will let you know. Yeah. No. That is perfect. Thank you. Yeah, that'd be great. Um well I I really enjoyed this. Uh, this is a unique time for us and I hope uh, everybody else yeah. tuned in enjoyed it as well. Uh and uh this will replay uh, next Thursday at our regular time slot. So we do have a time uh, or, a, you know, a regular show for then uh, for our, our normal Thursday listeners. So join us. Um, yeah, everybody out there. April the 1st. Yeah. April 1st. Oh. This will uh, air again. So, yeah. So tune in and uh, uh, for, for a replay of this. And th- this is uh, fantastic. So uh, yeah. thank you all. And um, thank you for, for joining us today, this afternoon in, in, uh, your location and uh, it was really a pleasure and definitely enjoyed it. Thank you. It was very, Thank you. very enjoyable and educational. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Y'all have a good, good day and, and hope to see you soon. Thank you. Yeah. You Thanks too. a lot. Ciao. 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 Thank you. Ciao. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, oh, let me, uh, I think they're gone. I just heard the disconnect from Skype noise. Yeah, I, yeah, I was trying to move the window over. Or that might have been me. Um, uh, yeah, you, that's, I've dealt with Skype, so I know those noises, and that's you now that was the disconnect. Now, so okay. very good. Um, that was fun. That was fun. That you know, wow. I mean, I, oh, before I forget it, you said you wrote down the name of the band that he was in. What was in that name? So I can yeah. look it up. The current one is Elephant. It's A L E P H A N T. It's like elephant, but the first letter is an A. Yeah. And on Facebook, it's uh, they're on Facebook. Uh, There's also a website, and I haven't been to the website yet. But if you go to their official Facebook page, um, you can you can get there from uh, you can get to the website from there. I, I, I haven't. I just like the page. I haven't looked into it. This, uh, the band that yeah. was originally on, uh, that he talked about, uh, Melody Fall, that, that's the first one that I found. I mean, they, they went, uh, they toured China. Um, they really, well, that's what, he um, made, what, three albums or four albums they made? And that one, I, I'm not, I, uh, I'm trying to think of which, uh, Melody Falls. Melody yeah. Melody Fall has, uh, Melody Falls has one, two, three, four, five, six, Seven albums, it looks like, seven. and wow. one of them sold like eighty eighty thousand copies. Uh, they did a European tour, and and um, I mean, just a, a quite a good run there. Um, and wow. as recently as uh, two thousand seventeen, they were they were um, going. So yeah, it, it says uh, from two thousand seven to two thousand seventeen, um, but they they started in January fifth, I guess, or two thousand three is what it shows here, but. Uh, what he said he was just you know he was 16 years old and stayed with what four or five years and so yeah yeah that was uh what an amazing uh thing that yeah really that was just what he was saying well you know when he they wrote and said they were musicians and i figured you know just you know garage band you know she might sing and play guitar and they do little gigs around wineries and she's an opera singer, and he actually recorded it. I mean, it's just that you're going, oh, wow. You know, it's just. Yeah, it is amazing. It is. Yeah. It, it, um, yeah. All right. Well, he, uh, 
he sent an audio on Skype. I'll play that after after we log off here because I don't know what yeah. it is. Um, <laughs> so uh, I will. Uh, I'm going to close out the uh, chats here at least uh, for the other for the streaming. Thank you all for for tuning in there. And this show again will be replaying uh, next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, uh, our regular time slot. So if for, for some reason you missed it or caught the tail end, it'll be on again. So um, April, thank April you. 1st. And then, we'll, April we'll 1st. Back. And yeah. I had no idea it was April 1st already. Wow, it is. Already. Okay. Yeah. Um, you all have a have a good week and uh, weekend. And thank you. And we'll thank you, you for all tuning in. And if you're listening to this Thursday, thanks for tuning in on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. we'll see you all next week. Be all safe. Right. Thank you. This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine with your host, Ron. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Archive shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine. (laughs) 